and you do currently have a pinned post I spotted earlier today. You have the pinned uh, uh, no cure for MS white guy blinking. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, yes. We have not explored that we at haven't, all. We haven't that's its own this episode. Uh, get, wow, yeah, that's it's actually a, surprising. It's a, well, yeah, I, I, we wanted to respect you as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, apparently you have some show or some shit, but also you're blinking white guy, right? <laughs> Y'all have seen the gif. This might be the cold open. I'm calling it out. <laughs> <laughs> we found it. We found the blinking man. We found a goddamn meme in real life. <laughs> Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jar. And I'm Jordan, likable personality coach. Today we have a special guest, Jordan. Oh my god, we do? Wait, let me look slightly to my right. I don't see anyone. Uh, keep looking to your right. There's a mirror, is it me? Uh, no, it's... No, it's... Uh, uh, is that Drew of Scanlon? Is <laughs> that my medieval name? Sir Drew of Scanlon? <laughs> oh my goodness. Maker of maps. <laughs> Clother of maps. maps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're joined today by Drew Scanlon, formerly of Giant Bomb and currently of Cloth Map. Do you refer to yourself as Mr. Cloth Map? Uh, only uh, in my own fan fiction that I write. Oh, interesting. And that fan fiction is available where? <laughs> Patron only. <Yep. laughs> That's an exclusive. Cartographers hate him. $10,000. Yeah. $10,000 a month gets you that. To be fair, if I paid you $10,000 a month, you'd probably send me some Oh, fiction, yeah. Huh? I would write anything. Today. Yep. Dynamite. Cool. Well, you've signed up for that, right? You're confirmed? Yep. Can I get the fan fiction in advance? Mm, no. Okay. We'll, so we'll wait this out for the podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, a topic that is particularly interesting for our guests. Yes, we chose a topic that, that works was, out. Yeah, convenient, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, it really is just completely <laughs> random. Really convenient because we didn't know we had a guest. <laughs> I walked in, opened my cupboard. There was Drew. <laughs> yeah, you, you went to the topic gumball machine and you, it and you picked one, and, and that you was came it. out, and I came out. Strange. Uh, the topic today is making a change. So you know, Drew is well known and well loved, well beloved by the giant bomb community and recently transitioned into cloth map, which is, it started with the Patreon. Is that right? Uh, yes, it was con- conceived as a Patreon project. So cool. So, well, the reason we wanted to bring it up is because it's not as though you're in this environment where, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of treading water. What am I going to do next? Oh, cloth maps a fun idea. Like you are beloved in that community and still are beloved in that community. And we were curious what made you make that jump because sometimes as we've discussed on the show previously, making a jump is maybe the scariest step in actually trying to do something. The logistical elements of, oh man, I really want to move to a new state. Like, well, you know, signing up for real estate is hard and moving all your stuff in boxes is hard, but the hardest part is consciously writing down, I'm moving to California. No, you're yeah. like making that conscious decision. And yeah, Jordan and I will chime in with our own takes on that sort of experience as well. But first, uh-huh. I want to talk about your weeks. How's your week been, Drew? A week? My week's been good. Um, yeah, uh, just been <laughs> kind of nose down on cloth map stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just got back from a big trip. So, uh, for those unfamiliar with cloth map, it's a, uh, a travel documentary series, uh, on YouTube video series where it, it basically involves me going to a place shooting a lot of video, then coming back and furiously editing that video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that then goes up on YouTube. So I'm in that, that editing phase right now. How much? So just out of interest, um, how much preparatory stuff is there before you go and shoot? Or is it, okay, There are, here are like 10 things I definitely want to do, but also I'm just going to figure it out. I'm just going to improvise and then we come back and put it together in post. Yeah, it's, a, um, it's I think what I'm learning is that you you have to do kind of both. You have to plan, but then leave space for flexibility. And so I, I had planned a lot of things for uh, the most recent trip to, to Brazil. 
Uh, and I thought maybe half or 75% of them would come through. And it turned out that most of them did. Oh, wow. Uh, so I was, I was really busy shooting. And You and, were crowned king of Brazil. <laughs> yep. Which was a strange goal, but yeah. you nailed it day yeah, one. You know, set the bar high, man. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. And, and uh, for those listeners who aren't familiar with Drew's work, you should really go to youtube.com slash cloth map. Uh, you were in Ukraine before Brazil. Is that yes. right? And the, the pieces from there are incredible like there's a chernobyl uh travel doc which is like yeah it's eerie and then somehow heartwarming like you really did bring it back (laughs) around and and i think that seeing the beauty in such a like desolate place yeah uh is is a a great a great skill i think that you're you're cultivating over there i mean if if we're hopping aboard the i love cloth map train i'll (laughs) i'll throw my hat into the ring um i would say you know keyword is like poignant it's not necessarily just light fun travel stuff but it's also not oppressive and ultra realistic it's just hey here are some things that i found emotionally resonant hopefully you do too here's also my process uh, the part that stuck with me the most we've discussed it at length is the puppies <laughs> oh the my puppies god puppies of chernobyl yeah the puppies who of knew just, by just, far my most trafficked video <laughs> just search it just search it on youtube and and your life will be better also worth noting that uh these travels are through the lens of of games right yeah yeah um I, it's it's the yeah i think the best way that I've come up with to describe it is is a lens because it's not I'm not going out and finding game specific topics necessarily. Um, I I almost work in reverse where I mm. I find a place that is interesting and then um, you know explore what cloth map could do there. Interesting. Yeah, because I don't I don't want to limit myself necessarily to, uh, you know, certain parts of the world. Right. Right. Um, because I think that games in a, in a in a broader sense, play in general is universal to the human. You know, absolutely. Yeah. To being a human, like a transcendent, transcendent language. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't want to say like, well, there there aren't any video games in Mongolia. I'm not going to Mongolia. No, I'm going right. to go. What's in Mongolia that cloth map? could explore nice um, yeah what's last on the docket what's the next spot something that you are really curious about that's either logistically a nightmare to get to or something that you may be pretty easy you've just been saving it for like when you're really ready uh well i think the the the, the no-brainer is japan yeah for, mm-hmm. for a for a, a travel series that has a, a game angle mm-hmm. japan is the place to go yeah they, yeah. they have games though, they have here. games of all kinds uh, but I, I think I really need to do that one right. Yeah, and um, you, you can have a seventeen-hour doc on pachinko only. Yeah, <laughs> dear God, <laughs> about the lung cancer you get from the smoke at pachinko. Park. Oh boy, I yes. was uh, just in Japan a couple months ago. As so well. you know, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, He's a pachinko addict. One one thing I, I last thing I want to say about this is that uh, in the Chernobyl video, there were so many moments. Just going back to this lens metaphor, where you would cut to footage from a video game, and I forgot that it wasn't real life for a moment. Mm. Like I like rubbed my eyes, and I was like, "No, this looks about right." <laughs> uh, uh, and then it just get, kept uh, uh, switching. So it's not beating you over the head. Like people who are not in games or in that culture would definitely find this like super interesting. Yeah, super compelling, and it's a great test to the fact that uh, well i say this as somebody that's been saying it for a decade but it's a great testament to the fact that video games are not an emergent art form anymore they are an art form they are established they are impactful 
and you can view other art and other locations through the lens of video games. It doesn't have to act as like this niche subculture. Yeah. It, if you went to Chernobyl and said, I'm here to explore what Ukraine is like through the lens of folk music, that wouldn't be like, oh, really? How, how interesting. Like, yeah, everywhere has music yeah. and everywhere has play, as you said, just yeah. as poignantly. And, and I think games uh, deserve to be a, a touchstone for people. You know, like they're... they're what I'm really trying to do with cloth map is to is to like I have I have one viewer in mind and it's the guy in the middle of the country who's never been outside the state mm, that like mm. is a little wary about traveling. He's like, yeah. ah, it's it's not from it's for other people, right? That's right, I don't right. I don't have any interest in going to that. I, I wanna kinda show that like, look, even though you know, you games are the one thing that you love, if if that is in, indeed the case for you, uh you can there's still a reason to go explore the world you right, will be right. able to find something that resonates with you yeah. which i think is is makes uh i think it's 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 vital to, to traveling i think you you can't just go to a place and say like oh, i heard this is nice like you yeah. have to have a good time <laughs> sure. yeah. you have to find some connection right you absolutely do and so this is like that's another part of cloth map is like a, a demonstration of how i am making that connection and how other people can make it too what's my frame of reference and how can you apply it yeah Oh, awesome. Jordan, let's go traveling. Yeah. Okay. Let's I actually <laughs> screw the podcast. Yeah, actually. this podcast is over. I've got a passport and I'm not afraid to use it. I am a little afraid to use it, <laughs> to be honest. Well, <laughs> this time in, in, the, in the current, current administration, I'd be, I'd be afraid to use it too. Jordan, how was your week? Oh, my week was pretty good. Did I go to Chernobyl this week? Uh, no, I skipped that this week. Oh, it's funny you had to think about that. Thinking about it, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I did see a lot of uh, radiated puppies, though. <laughs> okay. Just out and about in San Francisco. Um, my week was good. Usually I have something of, like, extreme excitement, yeah. extreme enthusiasm, but this week's been pretty work-heavy. So what I will say instead is, um, if anybody hasn't watched Mindhunter, please don't follow me on Twitter or, like, oh. associate yourself with me. We need to we need to talk about Mindhunter maybe off the podcast. I watched the first episode. This is a little extra bonus content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Patron only. Yeah, this is patron only. <laughs> the the Mindhunter forty five seconds. <laughs> Pledge fifty dollars. <laughs> you get Drew's fanfic. <laughs> um, but yeah, please go watch Mindhunter. Tweet at me. Tweet me your opinion on Mindhunter in less than one mm, sentence. Okay, I'll do that. Between one word and one sentence, and it has to have proper punctuation. Don't try and play me, okay? Well, 280 characters. You can do anything. <laughs> it's a long sentence. Please send me a message in 281 characters. You can have footnotes and cite your sources. <laughs> Add a glossary to your tweets now. Yeah. Ooh, we're so current. Yeah. <laughs> we know what's up. We just dated this episode. Um, I, uh, yeah, I've also kind of been heads down with like work and project stuff this week, but today I did have an interesting, like sad boys esque experience. Oh my God. Um, so I was, I left work, uh, and it was raining outside and I was like taking a, um, a lift line to get home, um, because it was surge pricing. So it was like super expensive to do anything else. Didn't have an umbrella or anything like that. And I was in a rush to get here. So I went to McDonald's, the McDonald's like near my apartment. <laughs> I worked a shift so I could afford a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was hired in forty five minutes, and in the next fifteen minutes, I earned a cool two dollars, two dollar bill. Um, but as I was in line, uh, there was this is a this is a misconnection story. Okay, Let, to, to contextualize you have a it, meet cute. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this you is my your hamburger, and then she went to <laughs> oh, yeah. gross. <laughs> she picks it up, it's covered in dust. 
<laughs> we and dropped I think, this. I think I'm doing <laughs> Music is playing. You, ate, you each ate one side of the burger. <laughs> From where I have no idea. Um, But but yeah, it was in very me cute fashion. Like uh, uh, this girl was standing next to me, like looking at her phone. And I was like, oh, what's she doing? And then her number gets called 343. I remember it. Uh, and then oh and then boy. I'm like, oh hey, Jarvis said the whole number, but we have to bleep that. Yeah, <laughs> it would it would uniquely identify our identity. And then I saw an SSN actually. And so like I was like, oh hey, I think they called your number. And as she walks over, it re- it's revealed to me that she's playing Hearthstone on her phone, which is why she wasn't um you know paying attention. Oh my god. And I, and then and then when she got her food, she like looked at me, and we like locked eyes for a moment, and then she like walked away. No, and that was the end of it. For context, I, I, I used to play Hearthstone like really heavily. Yeah. Um, and and now I get excited whenever I see somebody in the wild playing it because it's yeah. a very casual game. You can like I took it seriously, but most people don't. And so I, I kind of wanted to make a joke like a well met, you know, like uh, <laughs> she would that would have put you in a situation where technically it wasn't a misconnection, but you would be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I saved everybody the uh, I'd rather have picked up a dusty hamburger. And it's only you communicating only with Hearthstone emotes. Like, well met. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Is that locking you in the back of the police vehicle? Uh, thanks. <laughs> greetings <laughs> greetings 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 uh so yeah that's just like a thing that happened to me that's cute Dude, I, what is uh in natural sad boys fashion mm. can you think of a similar story or scenario you've been through in the last few years uh, be it an awkward missed connection or like a oh i should have said something i mean any yeah any any embarrassment is 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 sad boys fair <laughs> please embarrass yourself on my show it doesn't even have to be yeah it doesn't have to be from any other like it's just embarrassing i tweeted the wrong i typed effect instead of affect uh yesterday in a script yeah. that i sent to jordan and i got called out for it you got messed I did, up <laughs> i kind of did one of those i i said i really like the rouge one trailer Oh, oh and you're yeah. not on Twitter anymore. No, yeah, that's right. I just they, called her right Dick there. Dick Costolo deleted your Yeah, it's, it's yeah. weird. They won't take off Donald Trump, but they will remove you from Twitter <laughs> for such an Which, infraction. Kefefe is fine. Rouge is not. Against their terms of service. And I, like, I uh, am a real stickler for, like, spelling and grammar yeah. and stuff for myself. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, oh, I kicked myself for Did that you one. maintain the bit? Like somebody's like, do you mean Rogue One? You're like, no, I meant <laughs> I think, Rouge yeah. One. I think someone, yeah, I think we, there was a back and forth. With that one. <laughs> it's my fanfic yeah. with Donald Trump. Yes, and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter. Work with me on this one. Yeah. I, yeah, my reaction was to put that in the video, but I didn't end up doing it. <laughs> oh, I also this uh, weekend made uh, for some friends some Brazilian food that I had oh, sampled. Nice. I was like, I need to eat this all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I had some friends over and, and uh, tried my best. And I have some leftover Brigadero's here. Oh, wow. Should we do live Brigadero yes, tasting? please. For, for those uh, watching the video version of the podcast, oh, which doesn't exist, <laughs> Drew is just handed He's us- handed me a selection of delicious chocolates. Now, two of them have coconut. Mm. One does not. Is Now, is the one without coconut unique and better? Or am I missing out? <laughs> Uh, it depends on if you like coconut. They're exactly the same, just that one's covered in chocolate sprinkles. Oh, that's true. I'm actually kind of a unique snowflake, so I'm going to go ahead and take the one without. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'll- so these are um, they're little chocolate balls. Uh, oh, wow. Looks like a little raspberry. And they're, huh? they're made oh, wow. with, uh, it's, they're super easy to make. It is uh, sweetened condensed milk, butter, and cocoa powder. 
Just put it in a pan and stir it until it gets thick and then make little balls out of it. You're kidding. That's you cook it. it? Yep. No, that's it. You just stir just it? In the, and you stir it and it's, and it's Wait, good. Wait, we don't need to eat other meals anymore. No. Congratulations, that's everybody. It. I'm chewing. I can't even. I can't even comment. Oh, you went for one bite. Yep. That, job, that was fearless. <laughs> Whoops. Just poured all of the pieces into his mouth. This is yeah. great. Thanks, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Thank we you. got you nothing except, frankly, an incredible platform to state your views and opinions. Yeah. I mean, this will almost definitely be heard by Joy Cope, Jordan. <laughs> this is guaranteed to have a dozen listeners. <laughs> Perhaps one by Drew. <laughs> there is a bottle of uh, drink mm. here. Yes. We got you this. We got you. Jarvis, so as many people know, as basically everybody in the country knows, the official Sad Boys drink is champagne. Yes. We always drink champagne. Now, Jarvis decided to treat us this time mm. by indulging himself in a $7.99 bottle of hey don't put me on blast it's this is, this is andre oh. so th- those uh those people who know their champagne will know how bottom of the barrel andre is <laughs> uh this is rosé champagne mm. um in in it i got it because it's pink and it's very i think on brand for for the sad boys yeah we're running a bubble bath <laughs> and uh, i'm already getting a foot massage thank you drew <laughs> yeah wow. so are, we're just are we all, in golden gate park right yeah. now yeah. With some cheese. Yeah, we're all about treating ourselves here. Drew learned some world-class massage techniques in Brazil. He's <laughs> applying them all to my bunions. Thank you, Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, Jarvis. Yes. Thank you so much for staying on brand. Unfortunately, the brand colors of Cloth Map don't really lean themselves to champagne. They kind of, well, you know, it's red and white. That's pink and white. Oh, my God. He cracked it. <laughs> Wait. I'm wrong. We're on brand with you. Yeah. <laughs> this is your champagne. <laughs> Perfect. We, we, our brand shifts. Our brand is the average of every guest we've had on Saturday. <laughs> it's constantly changing. That'd be a fun technique. That would be cool. So our get, topic for today. Yeah. Should we, get this, should we get this popping and then start well, the topic? I'll pop this little bottle. Should um, we change this bottle into an open bottle? Yeah. This is a, this is a phase. Trans- it's this transforming. A phase shift right here. Greetings. This isn't even its final form. It just needs the confidence to open. <laughs> yeah. Believe in yourself, young champagne. Oh, a twist off. So that's yeah, how that's you how you know. Oh. Yeah. So Jordan was actually afraid of uh, the twist off, but now he's exhibiting extreme confidence. Yeah, you don't get to introduce me to the uh, locomotive power of a champagne bottle with an unfamiliar opening method and for me to not run away. I think I left the apartment. I was like no, halfway out the door. You, you, you really did hide behind a wall for fear of something <laughs> somewhere exploding. <laughs> Thank you. Not that I don't trust you, Jarvis. <laughs> It's just Meanwhile, Drew went you. to actual Chernobyl, and you're <laughs> <laughs> you're afraid of a bottle of champagne. All right, that's enough. Drew, did you, did you drink any champagne while you were in Chernobyl? Uh, champagne, no. Coward. Yeah, <laughs> you were afraid. Yeah, there was a bar in the hotel I stayed at. Uh, what is your too tired? Uh, actually, that's a great question. When you're traveling, what is the most consistent and safest beverage you will order? Do you have like a go-to? Honestly, beer is pretty safe. Not to go wrong. Um, water is the can be dangerous, mm. uh, especially ice water. Yeah, of course, because uh, the it's the the water itself is uh, from bottles, but sometimes they'll put ice cubes made with tap water. Right, classic mistake. Yes. Mm. Also, nowhere else do they serve you water at a restaurant. You got to oh, yeah. for it. You have to. Ask. Yeah, that's probably a smart move. A very smart move for California. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seven ninety nine of pure bliss. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, honestly, there's no denying that it is a liquid. Yeah, there's no denying. This most definitely is a drink. Cheers, sad boys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Cheers, cloth boy. (laughs) Two sad boys and one cloth boy. Two boys, one cloth. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Drew, are you going by a special nickname to your fans yet? Has that materialized? 
I ah, there's no real clear one yet. So I don't know. That's got a. I can't. I can't decree that. They have to come up. with Oh, that. I see. This is a CTA. Yeah, You're calling them to action. You're saying <laughs> it's time. Now that I have CTA. returned from Brazil, boy, you guys do work for Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, we're in the tech industry. <laughs> no one, no one tell. It's very subtle. It's been changing over time. Yes. I was on the phone with my mum the other day, and we're figuring out like she maybe wants to start dabbling in a couple of creative projects. Oh, cool. Like, cause she, I mean, she's listening and she's a goddamn genius. Uh, she's like me if I was like likable and uh, <laughs> and smart. <laughs> like the two traits I don't have. I, I like that you're so self-centered that everyone else is just you. <laughs> is just me with plus or minus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me and that she has like four limbs and a face. <laughs> you know, like people. Um, but she she's total talent and she's excellent at advice. And so she's thinking about mm-hmm. potentially advice podcast, maybe a blog. Oh. saying this to light the fire under her ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were specifically talking about like, okay, well, when do we want to do it by? What are the steps we want to make? And I said the words to my mum, who I have known my entire life, which makes sense. Oh, we should think up some action items you can Oh, you're PMing your mom. I said that to my mom, and then I walked to Golden Gate Bridge, and I jumped off. (laughs) It's like, wow. That was... (laughs) I'm every tool. (laughs) Congrats to me. Hey, mom. Hey, mom. Here's an action item. (laughs) How about you clean my room? (laughs) Ooh, maybe maybe I'll PM my kids. You came to her with an ask? Yeah, I came to her with an ask. I went to the top, and (laughs) frankly, uh, once the negotiation phase was over, I left with a yes. We should mention, Drew... The topic of today is making a change. Yes. And the reason we chose that for you is because not only do you make a change quite often, physically, you will change geographical location mm. as a job now, but also you made the very conscious change to move to that career. You want to speak on that a little bit? The career being? Cloth map. Cloth map. Uh, I guess it's similar in career. I was doing video work before yeah. uh, at Giant Palm. Um, but you but consciously is- said to yourself, time to try this thing yeah. I really care about. It's a risk. It's like it, it's not something I've done before professionally, right? Yep. It's pretty different. Pretty um, baller, Drew. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I immense courage and great results so far. <laughs> Specifically, the little chocolate balls you gave us. Yeah, <laughs> so far. I'm me, just saying, maybe a little less coconut. Yeah. <laughs> me, not a fan of the videos, but the balls are great. <laughs> yeah, a little long winded. If you ask me, the chocolate is on point. It's right to the yeah. <laughs> travel less, cook more. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's funny. People people ask me, uh, like, were you scared or uh, how, how did you make that decision? It must have been, you know, really hard and arduous. Um, and it, it it was all those things to, to a certain degree, but not really to the point that I was expecting. Because by the time I had really realized that, okay, I have this, I have this opportunity in my life, um, you know, not married, no kids. Uh, I uh, have a, a pretty stable job and a pretty great, uh, you know, body of work. I, you know, have a, a, a family who, su- who supports me uh, and, and encourages me to, to try new things and, um, and always has. So it was, it was like I didn't really have a choice to, yeah. you know, if, if I didn't do this, I would always regret it. Interesting. As soon as I saw the opportunity to, to do so. Uh, and, you know, there are certainly risks involved. It, it could have crashed and burned and I would have been out of a job. But, you know, uh, I, I, I think when, when you're looking to, if you're thinking about a change like this, I think number one is that I had to realize, because I'm, I guess, as a, as a video person or I guess as any creative person, somewhat of a perfectionist. Like I always, sure. uh, you know, the, the video could always use a little more tweaking. It's not quite done yet. 
But I mean, you work in a work environment, eventually it's got to ship, right? Yeah. It's got to come out. Um, so I think there's a tendency, uh, at least there is for me to, to wait until the right time, but there's, there's never a good time. So you just have to do it. It sounds like the same applies to every step of the process, right? Like the traveling itself. I mean, if we're talking directly to that 15 year old kid you were referencing, which I think is kind of the demo of this episode, right? (laughs) Like, uh, it's not only you need to just do it as in just decide to chase your dream or chase your ambition or whatever that is. You also need to just decide to fly and just decide to put the video out and just decide to hire somebody to help you. Like, yeah. That you happens that all the time. And, yeah. yeah. That's like, what if, decisions are, right? Well, like, yeah, but like you could, you could very easily get bogged down in any, any step of the process. Mm. So yeah, being, being able to say it's not, it's not perfect, but it's, it's good enough. Uh, and like those words are tough to yeah. creative people sometimes yeah. good enough. Um, yeah. but, I think the the thing is that like you're always going to be getting better and better and better. Right. And, and the more you continue on, the better everything is going to be in the future. So you, you just have to do that. It probably means a lot to have a degree of validation from the very people that you were worried about letting down, right? Like you have yes. this, this feedback, this feedback loop of another great video. Yes, exactly what I was looking for. And then yeah. even if you know it's missing some level of nuance that you wanted to put in, or I didn't get like that clip from my final day in Brazil or the SD card got corrupted oh, yeah. and I missed XYZ, it's really hard to argue with results, right? Like I found this empowering and I'm deciding to now go and travel. Shit, it worked. Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that regard. I was w- wondering, Drew, what, like obviously you do have a established group of people who are going to go like check out your stuff but what keeps you up at night like do you feel um beholden to these people do you feel like you need something that you haven't quite yet uh, achieved yet or are you just trying to connect this new vision with as many people as possible i think the thing that keeps me up at night um when when things keep me up at night it's providing i think an enough of cloth map to uh to the people that support it Mm, mm. Um, and sometimes I don't feel like I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, you know, I, I've been trying to, I think the call I made early on was at, at least at the initial stage of cloth map, it was the most important to me to get good quality instead right. of high cool. quantity. Yeah. Um, cause it's at least in, you know, my perception is that people have enough on the internet, right? <laughs> I, they don't, I'm a one man band. I don't need to provide people right. an entire like websites worth sure. of video, which is what I was doing at Giant Bomb. Right, yeah, right. Kind of jarring, right? Yeah. Suddenly, it's just I'm the aperitif. I'm a little treat at the end of the month or something, as opposed right. to constant maintenance and updates. Yeah, and um, we were also on a team, right? I mean, you're a member of several people putting constant content together, right? It's walking that line between spending the time to make high quality content that the people deserve, but also, you know, let, letting people know that, yes, I am still working on it mm-hmm. um, or, yeah. or making them feel like they are, in fact, getting a return comparable to what they put in. Right. So I think uh, it's only gotten better, though, in, in that regard. And I think the, the more I do this project, the, the faster it gets. Um, the more efficient it gets, the more I realize where the uh, bottlenecks are yeah. and how to alleviate them. Um, so, you know, it's 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 kind of a slow process, but I'm, I'm learning and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for yeah. where it's going. Can I ask you kind of a weird question? What's up? <laughs> That's an interesting answer. Like, <laughs> Yo, what's up? Very game. Very game. <laughs> oh, what's good, girl? <laughs> yeah, man. He's wearing a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> so fast. How? <laughs> it's very Marcus Phoenix of me. You do that so quickly. Dom. <laughs> 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 yeah, what other 
incredibly old video game references can we make? <laughs> Dom Ferreira references way out of date. Do you ever feel that from a creative standpoint, since you made that transition, A, that there is an unreasonable expectation because you were known as somebody that was able to, you know, be churning out single location, single style content like, like at Giant Bomb? Do I ever feel like a weird pressure that you get from the audience? And B, if there was no audience, no consistent watching, but you still somehow had like the financial backing to do cloth map, what would you do differently? Uh, to, the, to the first question, um, I, I think I feel that pressure more than it is there. More than, oh, more than people. Yeah. Like I'll get a, a few comments sometimes, but those are the ones that really sting. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Uh, and then it, it, it grows in your mind, right? right like right. everyone is just is like uh, really angry at me for not putting out a video. Isn't right. that the shittiest thing about the human brain? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. just quantity-wise, imagine for a moment if each of us held on to positive comments as healthily and as consistently as we do negative ones. Yeah. It would... It, I, yeah. nothing it, would ever be bad like uh uh like i i make youtube videos and me and a friend started making them around the same time <laughs> and one of the comment i i like still i can't tell you a sp- any single positive comment that we've gotten mm. but one comment was war on white america and i, I can still <laughs> i can still recount that one from memory and it's come up on a previous uh sad boys episode what if it's just he's only doing it so it'll be memorable <laughs> He's actually super woke. It's <laughs> a really nice guy. It really is like oh, a Jarvis remember me. What does he hate? Oh, racism. It really is a life hack because if you think about the <laughs> life hack, be a racist. <laughs> if you think about the uh, inherent value of a comment and, and and if you're only maximizing for the amount of impact you can do to yeah. a person positive or negative, then you're going to leave a negative comment Dude, because that's four words for two references on a podcast. That's some serious ROI right there to go <laughs> yeah. back to tech references. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Garboy49. <laughs> I wish that was his name. Well, actually, you mentioned that the other day. Uh, one episode we did where we talked pretty extensively about our early RuneScape experiences. And Drew, were you a RuneScape smith? Uh, I would never was. I'm ever an Emma moment? I tried. Oh. You doubled. It was, it's really hard for me to play a game that does not end. That's fair. I well, never thought about it like that. And if I had, I wouldn't have started. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know it didn't end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were just dumb children. <laughs> I bring that up specifically because we referenced by name people in. Oh, yeah, games yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was so damning. And I can guarantee that at some point in my MMO experience as a kid, I probably had a pleasant conversation, right? Like, I probably, oh, yeah. Like somebody traded me something I need. I smithied the thing I needed. No, I remember exclusively friends leaving when I wanted to hang out. I remember people taking me into the wildly and killing me. Like, yeah. it, there's no memories of, that was nice when Derek. Yeah, you, re- you, you yeah. recalled uh, a club penguin experience hey, going awry. Jarvis, I'll be like, let's not record this. I, <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about that again because right. I'm actually oh, really no, he's getting teary eyed. <laughs> uh, Derek! <laughs> but I guess where you're going with that is, Drew, are there any experiences online, maybe before your career in, in video, where you were constantly pumping out? things for people to judge yeah i know a lot of a lot of positive ones um i used to play in high school i played a lot of uh, a lot of shooters on the pc i played a lot of um america's army mm. um which is a heck of a game i actually uh had had not heard anyone mention it at all until uh we uh, we giant bomb <laughs> had uh my had, peons <laughs> at e3 um they they do a, uh, a live show during e3 and they have a right. 
uh, industry people on that they interview, and uh, they had Player Unknown on, and he said mm-hmm. one of his influences for Battlegrounds was America's Army. Ah, oh, man, this guy gets it. That's this, cool. Of course, that's why this he understands the magic <laughs> of America's yeah. Army. There was a a small indie dev team that previously made that game that all woke up in their beds the second he said that they've been <laughs> yeah. asleep for twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what <It's> happened? <laughs> America's Army too. Uh, Jordan, going back to our original topic, this is a bit of a, a of a shift. So we were talking yeah, um, about um. So in Drew's experience, cloth map was something that like he just had to do. Sure. Uh, you've made a few changes in your life. Uh, for one, you live here now. Uh, <laughs> I took the do-rag off. For, for two, to see. I don't know if people know this about Jordan, but he studied film. Yes. And that's not currently what he's doing. No. But he's very good at what he does do currently. I thought to myself, well, what's a degree that I can work hard at that means nothing? <laughs> How can I combine those two Most things? Most of them. Mm. Oh, yeah, sorry. I meant what's a thing I can do that means nothing, and it was university. <laughs> Um, yeah, I studied film. I got a bachelor's in film uh, from 2012 to 2015. It was fun. It was interesting. And it got incredibly tedious in the last year mm. or year and a half. Right. Um, I think a big issue for me, and, and we can probably speak to this, is that I am also naturally a perfectionist. And one thing I want to point out is I do not count that amongst positive traits. No. Oh, yeah. That should just be a small burden it's that you a, have it, to live with. It's a compulsion. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's OCD. It's nothing special. It's not something that makes you better. It's something that holds me back. Yeah. And thank God we have Jarvis here who was willing to like push me to actually start recording the show. For the longest time we talked about doing Sebo, I was like, ah, yeah, but I'm just not in the mood. I've had a bit of a sugar drop. I haven't had like, this champagne isn't the right champagne. Do you have rosé? <laughs> but then finally got me to do it and we, we pushed forward. I mean, I'm also a perfectionist, but my life hack, my trick you is that whenever I get exhausted, I publish the thing. Yeah. Like if I've like just gone deep on onto a thing, I, I've like spent an hour editing like four seconds of a video before. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? I think we're done. <laughs> Who's this for? <laughs> I started, I edited a video for Facebook and you know how Facebook videos have captions. It was a five minute video and I was just doing an experiment to see if I was just doing an experiment to see if a long form video could be like, successful on Facebook the same way it was on YouTube. And I started captioning it. And two minutes in, I was like, you know what? They've probably already started watching the video with sound at this point. I'm just going to stop the caption. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pro move. Life hack. Try it that for did, cloth map. Okay. It, it did okay. It did okay. But uh, that, sorry, what were we talking about? Uh, I was asking you if, if your like the changes that you've made in your life were like ones that you felt like you had to do, like you were compelled. Yeah. And so and I mentioned like, I'm kind of a perfectionist. I was in this position where uh, I was studying a thing I enjoyed, but I knew that I didn't want to work in the film industry. I was, that was never of interest to me. Mm-hmm. My few experiences, internships and the like, whilst compelling were just not environments that I like. They were like, uh, well, to be honest, they were very male driven. And that felt, I grew up in a, a single mother household and that felt a little strange to me. It, it, yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah. a chauvinistic environment. It's very aggressive. It's quite sportsman-like. Like there's a lot of competitive elements mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. And that's just not something that vibed with me. Uh, also, it's it's just a nightmare. Like it's just really hard being on set. Like it's not a fun place to be. Right. And I'd grown up with the assumption of, it's just, hey, it's movie making, kid, come over. We'll do some special effects. <laughs> we're going to make it look like a man can fly. <laughs> and instead it's just like, we're going to make it look like a man can lie down on a green table for seven <laughs> hours. And I'm going to shout at you because you didn't get the right Subway sandwich. Derek. Sorry, it's a specific. <laughs> Same guy from Club Penguin. <laughs> Craft services, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> but um, So yeah, that's the environment I knew I didn't want to be involved in, but I knew I loved internet culture i knew i loved video production and so i started to move towards that and then after a while i was just like well damn 
this is fun, but I, there's no roadmap for this. Like there's no, as I'm sure you know, Drew, like there's no, especially when you started, when I started, there was no roadmap for this is what an internet creator is. Right. Yeah. Here's the, the key, here's the best case scenario. Here are five to six gaming blobs already th- thriving and doing re- really well with really healthy video environments. Like that's obviously not something you had. You built it from the ground up. And I, you know, to a lesser extent, kind of felt the same about my degree. I was like, well, I like learning this thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not really interested in carrying it anywhere else. And that's what made me so disillusioned. And anyway, the reason I go on this incredibly long rant is because I want to touch on the idea of speaking to the fan base you were talking about, that 15-year-old kid living in the middle of nowhere. He's not really sure he wants to leave the country, not really sure they want to mix things up. I want to speak to that person and say, hey, you just have to try a little bit. You don't have to go the whole way. I didn't go for like, oh, I, I know. I want to work at a tech startup in San Francisco. And then just, I don't know which one or where. I'm just going to start running around until somebody grabs me by the arm. You just have to decide what you don't want to do and start pushing away from that. Because everything else in the world is in the other direction. Literally yeah. everything else is in the other direction. Or, you know, I just, I kind of like doing this. It's the th- it doesn't need to be like a bolt of light. Like that's not the way it was with cloth map. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, I need to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, I like doing this thing. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Maybe that's should... kind of the way it was like in college and just mm. growing. I, um, I, I studied media arts, uh, not because I dork. thought it would get me a job. <laughs> Fucking dork. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Film's the real course. <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, I was I was fortunate enough to 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 make this decision, yeah. you know, right. about what I wanted to study. Um, and it was my thinking was always, um, and my parents encouraged me in this was if you if you always are doing things you like to do, you'll always be doing things you like to do. <laughs> so it's a weird yeah. way that works. <laughs> my parents were rappers, <laughs> not good ones. They didn't have a rhyme. They, they just the used same the same word. Yeah. But it, it was amazing and impactful. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned like, I found- and again, not like not everyone has the ability to do that. Sure. Yes. But, oh, of course. And, and another part of this is that like, I, I feel like I've been given these opportunities and if I did not take them up, if I just let them slide by again, yeah. I would regret not taking advantage. Right. Of them. But so. if you're, if, even if you have limited means, I think there's a way to lean towards the things you enjoy. It doesn't even need to be a career. Move. I think that's, it doesn't have to be, Oh, well, I yeah, do I enjoy guess traveling and is, I enjoy games. Cha-ching. My point is like, Put your trust in the fact that you like it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because chances are it will turn into something. What could be more validating than the fact that you already like it based on instinct yeah. alone? Yeah. And I would also caution people to not, to, to as they pursue something that they like, still be open to other things. Mm-hmm. Don't say that, okay, I'm a film major. I guess I got to like finish yeah, exactly. this film major and then go into the film. No, like, all right, internet video, it's over here. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. like still, still like keep an open marine mind. Marine biology. Yeah. Theoretically. Sure. Like I really yeah. like making videos I, of things. What else I, do yeah, I enjoy? I, didn't, I had never really explored marine, but I like that way better than yeah. videos right and, now. And we, we talked about this, I think on the Simone episode. Maybe. We talked a little bit about how the idea, a lot of uh, contemporary education and also just a lot of parenting techniques tend to trend towards by age 15 you need to at least have like a path right. like a rough idea of where you're yeah. going you need to choose an industry after that you can you can sometimes a little bit in some countries literally yeah yeah immediately uh and that's a really unhealthy mindset of course if you have the means to do otherwise don't be afraid to explore yeah like jarvis you're a great example because if i'm remembering correctly you didn't have a background in computer science right it's not 
You didn't yeah. go like, oh, yeah. I, I enjoy this and I've, I've already trained, so I might as well go to college for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of like picked it out of the lineup. Real, real quick, though, I um, will say that like the way that we condition people is as if they're they're like paralyzed by choice because they're like what I choose is going to be my choice yeah for like forever and yeah that's just not true like we have countless examples of that but yeah i uh i i guess i'm a weird case because i studied computer science and now i'm like working like like applying my degree as a software engineer but it's not what defines me as a person it's really something i've done for the past few years (laughs) you know i've done it maybe (laughs) for the last seven years yeah but like I, I there I had interest before this and I will have interest after this. And this is a thing that pays the bills. I like didn't I'm lucky in that I found it interesting and did it and did not know about Silicon Valley because I, you know, studied computer science in Georgia and wasn't really aware of like what was happening out here. And then I was Which like, is, uh, for context, the same as being a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was weird. Like I got to school and then there were representatives from like Microsoft and Google and oh, Facebook wow. who like came to our school to recruit. And I was like, you can work at those websites that are on the internet. Like I just had no. With, with computer. I had no, no concept of that. Um, and I still, to this day, like, I think that there is a career for me to have, like, like I'm, I'm lucky in that regard that, uh, there's a career for me to have and that like the market really values the contributions that my skill set provides right yeah. now in that space. But I'm not limiting myself to that just because I spent four years getting a degree in it and a few years like working in the industry. You know, it's like I because who knows, right? Like, yeah. you, you, like, uh, going back to your job doesn't exist yet. Um, we were uh, recently at a conference. Um, Hank Green, who is like, you know, a, a very popular internet video creator gave a talk about how his job is hard because no one's done it before. <laughs> and I think that that is d- a deterrent for a lot of people because it's not clear what the path is. It's yeah. not, it's not clear how to do, how to succeed there. The, the checkpoint, it's a game that never ends until it does. Right. Uh, uh, and it's not clear what the objectives are or, or how you get to a particular path. And I think that that does paralyze uh, paralyze people with the weight of of making choices. So, with that in mind, Drew, mm-hmm. as somebody that recently and often makes pretty impactful changes in their life, would you say that is that fair? Um, well, I'm saying it for you. Okay, <laughs> I've we'll decided roll with that. that's what you are. Sure. Um, but as somebody, you know, you made uh, in the last year, you made a very conscious change. Mm-hmm. So we'll use that as a frame of reference. What advice would you give, as like ten thousand foot, as as vague and as meta as you like? to somebody that is afraid to make another change. So this could be somebody that wants to change their degree, change their career, change their friend group, and even maybe leave change a relationship. Change their iPhone wallpaper. Change I still haven't wallpaper. done that one. <laughs> nope, still on default, my friend. <laughs> uh, but really anything. What's like the essence of doing it as opposed to thinking about it? Um, I, I think what really helped for me was the realization that even if it doesn't work out exactly the way that you expect it to just by virtue of doing something different more doors will open Mm, step in the right direction yeah yeah so for example when i was in school studying media arts i wanted to make video games and uh, i tried to get internships over the summers uh in video game companies right and my first year the closest i could come was uh current tv do you remember this no this was pre youtube mm. uh youtube it, it was <laughs> pre tube it was al gore's tv network oh that was uh well he had been at the internet so he yeah. may as well yeah. <laughs> dabble in television in tv uh user submitted video 
Oh wow. oh, wow. So people would, they called them citizen journalists. They would go, you would, the, the thinking was you would go out with your camera and film the news happening where you were and send it to current TV and they would put it together. And send like, your floppy disk and or VHS into yeah. current wow. TV. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> send, send your smoke signal into <laughs> your zip drive. <laughs> but it was barely related to what I, what I thought I wanted to be doing, which mm-hmm. is making video games. And that whole making video games never panned out. Well, it kind of did. It didn't end up panning out in the in the end for me. But because um, I had that, you know, experience at a, a, a TV studio or a TV network, I guess. Right. Uh, at Al Gore's house. <laughs> at Al Gore's house. I actually went to not Al Gore's house, the CEO's house and met Al Gore at a party one time. Whoa. That is bizarre. Yeah. How is Al Gore at a party? What year is this, by the way? Because I'm curious. This is... Um, 1999. <laughs> the, give him some tips. <laughs> the summer of 2009. Okay, okay. so he yes, it was the launch party. Wow, for current TV. Wow. Um, yeah, Dude, YouTube is so young. YouTube is very. Young. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, how is that like the preeminent video service in the world? Yeah, it's got a firm handshake. And Al Gore does. And I to the uh, I brought my dad to the launch party. Who is Al Gore? <laughs> and uh, I met Al Gore despite the fact that I had technically been working for him for months. Right. Um, I'd never met him before. And uh, I shook his hand and then I said, hey, this is my dad. And Al Gore shook his hand and then says, oh, you know, he's been doing some great work for us. Despite not knowing who I was at all. That, wow. Full on politician mode. And he sold it. Like, of course Al Gore is a politician. Because, man, that guy. What a pro move. That's incredible. Wow. I guess I started talking me up. Yeah, it was was great. He's not, he's like the other Al, not Weird Al. (laughs) He's cool Al. Yeah. Cool Al Gore. Apparently, he used to play football, like in college. Really? You can tell because the dude is built. Okay. He's got that, like, perfectly rectangular frame. Yes. (laughs) Looks like a fridge. I could not knock (laughs) him over. No. Is that he doesn't need a tailored suit? <laughs> the suit comes in his size. <laughs> I think that's a really powerful message. Like, just uh, you never really know what your experiences are going to give you. And so, you know, you were talking earlier about having fifty percent of a plan, uh, or, or having having things planned out, and and you know, maybe they land, maybe they don't. It helps to have a plan, but. It also helps to be flexible. Yeah. Don't let your pr- your plan hamstring you. Yeah. Because you know what's really frustrating? Have you ever, quick aside. <laughs> when so, Elvis it, just leaned in eight inches. <laughs> if you ever like travel with people who are like, all right, we're in this new country at 11 a.m. We have to do this. Right. And at yeah. 1 p.m. We need to do this. And if the slightest thing goes wrong, it's this really stressful situation. You must know this. Yeah. If, you, if you I travel tried, solo now. It's if like, I tried to plan like that, uh, things would crumble immediately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when you when you open yourself up to to life's experience, if you take for granted the fact that life is just going to throw a wrench in your plans, then there is a lot of opportunity um, out there for you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just take, you know, I, I, I think for me, my my advice to this <laughs> mythical 15 year old um, <laughs> name him, uh, name him. Yes. His Derek. name is it's d- don't. Drew, <laughs> you know I'm sensitive about Derek. His name is Derek Gore. <laughs> um, so, so to His the name young, is Almond Gore. <laughs> it, uh, to the young uh, Derek Gore, I'll say um, it, it helps. Uh, yeah, like your vision or or your dream will guide you, but opening your you have to be open to new experiences because I've personally never like every time my plans went awry, it always worked out. Yeah, you know. Uh, and I think that just being open to that, like 
the fact that life is going to throw a wrench in your plans is going to make things a lot more bearable uh, and also just open you up to a whole new like wealth of experience. Yeah. And to throw a slightly strained segue or like thematic circle into the mm-hmm. conversation, I would say the Jarvis that saw Hearthstone Girl playing away in Mackie D's, right. that was the Jarvis that didn't grab it, right? Mm-hmm. That was the rare occasion where Jarvis didn't quite dive in. That's true. And now you follow Drew's advice. No, and I. What if she could be your Al Gore? <laughs> <laughs> Love her like Drew loves Al Gore. <laughs> it was weird. She was looking at the weather on her phone, <laughs> and, and she was like, "It shouldn't be like this." She was. She lost the game, and she went, "Well, this is an inconvenient Drew." <laughs> <laughs> we got we jokes. Go. That's the one. That's the one. I, I set him up. You set him up and knock him down. <laughs> I set him up. I set him up. We go home. <laughs> <laughs> we do have fun. <laughs> we do have fun, don't we, Drew? We do. We Jordan, Drew have fun. We Drew wow. have fun. Uh, Jordan, do you have any? Um, do you have any last words for e- either either Hearthstone uh, McDonald's Jarvis? Yeah. <laughs> so no, they're gonna kill me. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jordan, yeah. Do you have any last words on the topic before I, I murder you? Ooh, <laughs> what do I prioritize? <laughs> well, uh, Jarvis lives at this location. Please stop him from killing again. He's been talking for twenty three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Please unlock the door. It's getting dangerous. How often we joke about the fact that we're gonna murder our guests. This is not the first time. Nor is it the last. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, final words. I mean, who's for Derek? For, for Derek Gore? Derek Gore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say, I mean, Drew nailed it, right? Like, I think so. I think don't so. Don't be afraid to chase your dreams and also don't be afraid to change your dream. Like identifying it day one does not mean, well, this is me. I've decided that I'm going to make games right. and that's the only thing I can do. Now everything I do that deviates from making games, mm, bad move, wrong move. Yeah. Uh, Chase, what was the exact phrase you used? Uh, do exactly what makes you happy or do what makes you happy and you'll always be doing what you ha- makes you happy. Yeah. yeah. Do it, Jarvis. Okay. Do what makes you happy. All right. I, I, I think I would also add to recognize what you are afraid of because it's not, it's, it's hard to just not be afraid of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I think if you are afraid or if, if you're not doing it, it's because you're afraid of something. And if you can identify what you're afraid of and then attack that, Mm. break it down. If you're like, I don't know if I have the money, then like do some spreadsheet work to see if you do. And if you don't save until you do like, you know, I'm making it sound easy, but break it down into its component pieces. Well, that's the thing. It's not easy, but it is simple. And I think that's the problem. A lot of people will often assume that if something's hard to defeat or you're having a problem that's hard to surmount, that it has to be complicated. No. If your problem is, oh, I don't know what I want to do for a career. Well, there's probably like three things you're actually interested in. It's not exactly a complex situation. Right, right. It's just so scary that a very simple thing has become a very scary thing. Mm, yeah. Now, and there's also nothing wrong with being wrong. Yeah. Like you can, on a Tuesday, think, uh, I think film editing is my thing. Yeah. I feel, I'm feeling like I'm in a film edity move. And then you build out like a Trello plan and you plan the next few weeks and maybe you don't have the finances to back it up. And maybe you don't have the time to invest yet. But you started, you've touched something, you've built some baseline. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, you decide, actually, film editing sounds a little stressful. I don't want to be sitting that much. It's fine. You didn't waste a Tuesday. Yeah. You invested in yourself. You had some revelations. Now you know. Exactly. You know what you don't want to do. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You shouldn't be investing for success. You should be investing for for knowledge and learning. Because, like, but you can't be afraid of failure because failure is going to come all the time. Uh. 
at least I like for me, uh, at least I, I you, hear you can't let your fear of failure cripple you. Exactly. Yeah. Like when I was in, and I did this, like I used to, when I was 14 years old, I had a podcast and a YouTube channel and I had two viral videos on YouTube and they were very stupid. <laughs> and, and I was, I was afraid of not making a viral video as my next video. And mm. I, that as like my 14 un, underdeveloped brain, I couldn't, make anything i couldn't publish i was like you know what just screw youtube i'll just like let this live on until like this year when i went to vidcon where pe- enough people beat it into my head <laughs> that that it's okay to fail and there's like a space for my voice on the internet that i am comfortable creating again and you know like my i haven't gotten as many views as i got in 2007 but you know i'm f- i this is like it feels like a failure to my like monkey brain uh, uh, but it's not, it's just, it's just learning. Well, you, funnily enough, your first video is called baby steps and it is like just a thematic breakdown of exactly what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you put me on the spot there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's at youtube.com slash user slash Jarvis Johnson. And not even slash users. It's that, that new channel, uh, domain whatever don't embarrass me in front of drew <laughs> all right just keep this talking. Is my new voice now all right um i'm curious since we've mostly been talking about career centric change mm. mostly discussing either changes in like the career you're pursuing or the career you have i'm wondering if any of you have any thoughts on how to uh, unblock yourself outside of your career things that you're scared of changing things that you're scared of doing be it like um changing your diet or breaking up with somebody i know is a really really common one Fear of change as a nucleus instead of just applicable to your career and job. But, you know, how do you surmount, oh, I don't really want to go to this party, but I don't know how to text the person and say that I don't want to go, so I'm just going to go, so I end up going and not having fun. Like, that feels like a very pervasive problem, and I'm wondering if either of you have some advice on that to uh, Derek. Well, for me, I think uh, I, I've been in the situation a lot where I'm afraid and I don't know why, or there's something keeping me from doing something I want to do and I don't know why. I think if you continue asking why you eventually get to like a root cause and you're like psyche that is like the cause of like whatever, like neurosis that is like at play. Uh, And so it's like, Oh, why don't I want to, you know, ask my friend Derek Gore to the party. And it's because I'm, I'm afraid that Derek will say no. It's like, why am I afraid Derek will say no? It's because I think Derek uh, I'm more of Derek's friend. I like rely more on Derek than he relies on me. Yeah. So, so it's like, and then, and then you can just like keep asking, you yeah, know, Jarvis, that was a really resonant story. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's um, crying? <laughs> uh, uh, but, but yeah, I, it's Rose. <laughs> he's, crying, Rose. he's crying pink tears. <laughs> uh, I think ultimately you start to understand your own like hangups. And when you, when you see them like at their root, it's a lot easier to address than when it's, in a specific scenario. It's kind of like when some you're learning a language and you're like, Oh, well, how do I say this sentence? How do I say this sentence? How do I say this sentence? And it's like, no, if you like learn the grammar and you learn the like structure of like how everything works together, uh, it's not wrong. It just is like, and then once you can learn that, you understand how things like ebb and flow and you can start to, to use it as a strength instead of something that's like holding you back. Damn, you two are so smart. You're so I, cool and smart, and I'm just here <laughs> with my sleeveless hoodie. Dude, did you have? Because I, uh, I, I feel like I cut you off. No, it was good, man. 
<laughs> you got Damn. it. Drew just wrote an in-person iTunes review. <laughs> and you too can do that if you go to iTunes. Yeah. And as we've mentioned in the past, there is a strange bug where you will have to go to jail if you put anything lower than five stars. It's I Honestly, I keep emailing support about it. Can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's weird. But there is still a different bug where if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes... You just get a million dollars. You get a lot of wow. money and yeah, one kiss. It's super weird. And one kiss or you, one kid? Honestly, one kiss. Oh, um, you will get one kiss from your crush if you uh, like us on Facebook. Okay, cool. Uh, so you should do uh, both of those you things. do all of those things. But Drew. Yes. I would like your answer as to how to surmount scary things that may not be associated with your career. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like Jarvis said, it, it, it helps to know yourself. Uh, and, and to know what you're afraid of and why you're afraid of it. Because then just like, you know, I mentioned with, you know, making a big, uh, scary decision, you attack why you're afraid of it. Um, or, or you, you at least see why you're afraid of it and then you can make a more informed decision. I think that kind of self-reflection is really tough. Um, and so it, it, it takes a lot of, takes a lot of thinking or it takes a lot of like active working at it, whether that's, you know, journaling or, um, uh, meditating or yeah. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like there's a general hesitation. I've certainly had this. And in true sad boys fashion, I want to briefly dive into like, hey, what's the thing you often feel strangely insecure about that you know isn't super rational, but is also the thing that you're scared to change, right? Mm. I, I could consider us relatively proactive people, right. people that identify a thing. Oh, I'd like to change that thing, but or, 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 I haven't really changed it. Um, but the reason I bring that up is specifically because in reflection on what you were saying, Drew, I feel like far too often people are afraid to even acknowledge the thing. Like, that's the scary part. Mm-hmm. Ah. Like, it exists, and you know it exists, but if you write it down, if you figure out what the thing is yeah. that's actually scaring you... You think it's going to spiral out of control. It's grown. Like, like yeah. it's organic. But it you make it real. Yeah. yeah. You give it credence, you give it weight. Yeah. I totally feel that. Yeah, it's uh, like there's this weird sound that comes from my closet, but... I mean, I don't want to open the door <laughs> because like, who knows who what knows could be behind how big that. the sound could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows like what like sort of mutant mouse yeah. is, uh, is behind that. Right. The number of times that I have had uh, like no forks available and I've just ordered food and I've gone like, well, if I get like two knives and I could create some kind of Rube Goldberg machine <laughs> that throws food into my mouth, as opposed to spending what, 15 seconds to clean a fork is it's in the hundreds at this point. Like it's shocking. And that's a very small scale version but it's the yeah. same philosophy right the feeling of uh, I could challenge this feeling that I'm having but my instincts are saying that change is hard and I'm just gonna in- uh, run away <laughs> so do either of you have a really pervasive one that you feel on the daily or at least fairly often um, I'm a pretty shy person uh, and and I would like not to be <laughs> yeah. like, it, it, like I can get on video uh, but you know in- interpersonally with, with new people especially I can I can be pretty shy, um, so that's that's a part of me that I'd I'd like to change. I don't really know how. Yeah, uh, but I'm always you know trying to improve it. Do you ever think that that might be a surprise to like the people that watch your content? Because what you do is so naturally and literally outgoing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably yeah, uh, and it's weird. Like I can I can get up uh, like at at a PAX panel or something uh, and talk to a room full of a thousand people, uh, and that's that's fine. Um, but if it's just like uh, a group of people, then some of them are new, and I don't know. I I get kind of quiet and shy. Interesting, right? Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. What do you have? You made strides to 
to tackle that or is it just not a priority? Um, Because I, I mean, we've met a few times and I've never detected that. And I'm curious as to I'm, whether I'm it's much, something that I'm you're... much better, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I, again, I think it comes from um, knowing yourself and knowing how you just relate to other people and, and try to just remind yourself of, uh, of things. Yeah. <laughs> things like, you know, we're all, ever, everyone's just trying to be happy. That's what yeah. literally <laughs> That's every point. human yeah, on yeah. earth <laughs> is just trying to be happy. Totally. So you already have something in common with them. Yeah. The and, reason Kevin stole your lunch money is just because it gave him a level of catharsis. It's not yes. that he's evil. He's just trying to be yeah, happy. Yeah. It explains everyone's actions. And so even if you don't really know what's going on with somebody, or you know they, they think you think that they're being weird to you or something. Um, that's like the underlying motivation is everyone just wants to be happy. So it's it kind of demystifies everything. Yeah. So that's that's what I try to tell myself. Everyone's just trying to be happy. I like that. Yeah. I like that. For me, um, I think the one thing that I <laughs> I claim to try to get better at, and I, I guess I am trying to do this, is that I feel like I work very hard for other people's like acceptance or like admiration and stuff. And like, I, you know, I, I want to get their promotion at work or I want like everybody to see my like new thing that I'm I've, I've made. But when it actually comes to like someone bringing it up or commenting on it, like my brain expected when I was doing it in the first place, I have no idea how to deal. Yeah. Like, it'll be like, Oh, Hey, I, I watched your video. And I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> I, I have not. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, it's like, and I can't just, I can't take a compliment and yeah. I, and it bums me. Out. I think I've gotten better at it over the years and it really, I empathize with people who are like this, but it, it's become a pet peeve of mine when, when people like deflect compliments. Cause it's, it stinks for the person who's put themselves out who's there by, taking a chance, by yeah. giving you the, the compliment in the first place. And so that's something that I'm actively trying to improve, especially as you know, for a while we worked together, Jordan. And like for the first year of uh, that, I was only doing uh, improv comedy. So I was performing like live somewhere else uh, and so it would come up and I never had to like f- be face to face with somebody who'd seen something that I'd done. Sure. Yeah. And in the past like six months since I've like restarted this YouTube thing and we've started this podcast, more and more people have engaged with us about like that or, or engaged retroactively with about, about something. And then I just I yeah, I, I kind of don't know how to how to deal in that situation. Yeah, that's probably kind of a, a warping scenario for you, Drew, because people are experiencing a performative version of you. And then getting a certain taste, right? They're like, Drew's outgoing, right? He's just in Japan. He's chatting. He's hanging out. This yeah. is Drew. And then somebody watches Jarvis's video. He's like, everything's put together. And every sentence he says is 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 clear and perfectly scripted. Yeah, What's yeah. up, Jarvis? I just watched your video. You're like, that's not me. It, I- it blows my mind that people think that I just like look at the camera and then just say all the words. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I wrote that for a week. If you, if you did that, I wouldn't have the opportunity to comment on how you wrote affect instead of effect, yeah. <laughs> which would be God a big damn. miss for me. Stop reminding me. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> Derek Gore. How about you, Jordan? Uh, what's the thing that I'm that, that crops up often? It's like a little insecurity yeah, yeah. nibbling. Um, I think the big one for me is approval specifically from from men. I was thinking about this very recently. Uh, so I grew up in, as I mentioned, a, a single mother home. Wouldn't change it for the world. Complete dream scenario. I love my mom to pieces. What up, Joy Cope? Shout out to the fam. Uh, start, start the advice podcast. Shout out to, yeah, start the advice podcast, Joy Cope. You have one week. <laughs> the reason that that comes up a lot is because, uh, you know, me and my dad have a decent relationship. It's fairly stagnant. We chat every couple of years. We'll, we'll just sync up over the phone or something. And as a result, I didn't realize this till I was older. But if I'm hanging out in like 
group of five dudes, I need some of those guys to like me. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't just be like one of the guys. I've got to be the funny guy. I've got to be like the weird guy. I've got to be the fun guy. Hang out with a group of uh, five other women. Not a problem. It's just, I'll just be Jordan. I'll just right, be right. And that has come up recently because, you know, the tech industry is, is predominantly male. And thankfully that's changing, but it is it's certainly still a problem in our industry. And as a result, sometimes I go to a, a networking meeting or a hangout or just a regular meeting internally in the business. Yeah. And I'll just feel like, how do I cement myself? How, does, how do all these people in the room who I know... And get along with. There's nothing to prove. Right. How do I make sure that they walk out like, that's a real man, right? Oh, yeah. That's a guy. And I love him and he's my son. <laughs> <laughs> like, that stuff crops up for me a lot. And in the way that it doesn't with women. And I, yeah. I've been chewing on that lately. Oh, yeah. We got to do an episode about that. Oh, we got to do an episode <laughs> called Just- Papa. <laughs> oh yeah daddy yep <laughs> gonna come on that one Drew <laughs> just dad talk Drew, all dad talk we, we just do role play <laughs> Drew's both of our dads <laughs> let's give that a run now uh, no <laughs> patron only but yeah no I think that's I think it's interesting that we all sort of trended towards a similar environment too because like one answer could just be oh you know I just uh, feel insecure about the way I handle my finances or I feel kind of insecure about my driving but we all trended I, towards. I, I am insecure about both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we all trended towards. I'm insecure about the way that I present myself to others in a network that I care about. Right? Which I- yeah. I mean, these are all pretty like core. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, personality traits. I would yeah. Say. We're like level. We're like we're level nine. Uh, <laughs> Self critiquers. <laughs> We're not just talking about I'm late to meeting sometimes. We're like looking deep into the. Uh, I'm just not good. My <laughs> issue at the moment is being bad. <laughs> Fundamentally. The, the barrier I'm having day to day is me. <laughs> but yeah, this is nice. This is nice. This was truly sad. Yeah. And this it was, was frankly boys. I, I, I really do. Uh, thank you so much, Drew, for coming on because. Thanks for having me. I oh, think. My pleasure. Uh, that new like guests coming into like our space really brings a different perspective and brings a different energy. And like, this is like a, the first episode of the of sad boys that felt like this one. So I really want to thank you for contributing to that. Yeah. Thank you for being a sad boy with us. You're being an officially strange. Is it a deliberate misnomer? Because yes. like you guys, okay, good. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. You guys are like so happy. What do you so mean? Happy to love you too. So we are ultimately very optimistic people. Yeah. Uh, uh, who who want to talk about their feelings, and so the way that we've reconciled this is is sad boys with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> I think sad boys. Z. The title is actually pretty indicative of an insecurity. I think we both have. Yeah. Which is like we love the idea of emotional sincerity but still have all that cultural conditioning that you can't be too sincere, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, well, is this one of us in British? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and, and also you love the Queen, right, guys? Yeah. Right? Oh, well, you did force me at gunpoint <laughs> to sing God Save the Queen about last that. episode. You did pretty well. Two episodes ago. Uh, but yeah, it's but this. This is the outlet for the sad. Absolutely. No, and I think we are, uh, uh, no, we do both have that insecurity because, it's like, haha, sad boys. Anyway, let's actually be emotionally sincere. <laughs> like, we leave that at the door, but it is like a little bit of a front to be like, no, we're in on the joke. <laughs> yeah, that's like the, uh, it's the, 
podcast equivalent of making sure that you've made at least one good joke in a conversation before you sink into being Got the it. introvert that you really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like haha, right? Oh, I just I'm yeah, yeah. Now. No, it's 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 us. We I think we both have this where we're like in a group of people and we're like, all right, now I'm gonna tell a joke that kills, and then I'm gonna go home and I'm not gonna talk to anyone for forty hours. And like fifty percent of the time, you never get that joke that kills. <laughs> no, no, no. In, you just the, chase it for four it, hours, yeah, and you're just a slave to like the the need for external validation. <laughs> I really want to go home but I've yeah. got to get these bits out. Oh, man. True. You did bring a very fun energy to the show. Thank you. And thank you for doing that. And I encourage everyone, like, do yourself a favor and go check out Cloth Map. You're in for a treat. I think that there's, like, some sincerity. There is some some perspective. I think you'll be better off. You'll never walk away thinking, well, that was a waste of... 10 minutes like I do when I watch random video game trivia yeah. videos on YouTube. Compared to, well, little uh, sad boys behind the scenes, uh, my main hobby is playing uh, Smash Melee. Is it really? I did every day. Wow. <laughs> I love Melee. I love the Melee community. And as a result. Wait, do, is your star button shaved down? Uh, no. I'm okay. not a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, uh, I, I'm very into the community. And as a result, often I will come home, play like two hours of Melee. And then I'll hop my laptop and watch one genuinely good thing. Mm. I'll think to myself, well, my Falco got no better, but I just watched an episode of Cloth Map and I feel like a full human being. <laughs> I would say that's that's what your show does. It makes me feel like a full human being. Thank you very much. And I thank you for that. It, yeah, I think there I I really gravitate towards like comfortable, uh comfortable hosts with like really good content. And I think that Drew like brings you in and he really like lets you experience what uh what he's experiencing. And then you're just like, yeah, fuck yeah. This is dude. And then then you walk away and you're like, I don't know, maybe I'll look at the world different now. I, I will say as somebody that watches, I mean, we're just gonna gush. This <laughs> well, is we've got forty five minutes is, booked out. We for spent gush the time. first hour talking about feelings, the second hour is gushing about Drew. <laughs> we spent the first hour talking about feelings and we didn't record it. <laughs> time to do the real show. Gush gush boys. Gush boys. Um <laughs> gush boys. Um but the reason we bring this up is like I've I'm a big travel show junkie. I used to watch a lot of the David Attenborough stuff growing up. But Cloth Map is unique. And I don't say that just to butter your bread. I say that because it gives me like a level of insight, a a ground level insight that I wouldn't have otherwise. Like I've watched uh, meta documentaries about Chernobyl and the, and the events surrounding it. I've never seen one clip of the Chernobyl puppies in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that surely has to say something. This is right? almost like 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 sort of bringing down Drew's art, but it's like first person travel vlog. Yeah, <laughs> like there was a point where I was like, oh shit, the first person perspective. I love this. <laughs> it like feels like I'm in. A, I like see what's happening here, and uh, it is first person both in in visual like camera perspective and also in you know light world perspective yeah and there's a lot of that right like when we we talked way back before you even initially started the show you were talking about how your mission was to talk to 15 year olds uh, what do you call him Al? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Yeah. Your, your goal was to talk to just any 15 year old <laughs> i believe was the way that you outlined it uh it's a 15 year old uh, al gore or whatever Derek gore, <laughs> yeah. Derek gore. Um, and and encourage him to explore and change things and and, and try and travel that was like the main goal. Yeah. And you fucking nailed it, Drew. You killed it. <laughs> we're you. excited. I'm I'm pumped for Japan. Yeah. Speaking of Drew, since we're in the gush hour, mm. Drew Scanlon. Yes. Where can people find more of Drew Scanlon? Uh, oh, I'm thirsty for some more Drew. <laughs> yeah. As you mentioned, YouTube.com slash Cloth Map. Uh, there's a Cloth Map Twitter account, but it's mostly just like official stuff. Uh, I have a Twitter account at Drew Scanlon. It's kind of it. And you do currently have a pinned post I spotted earlier today. 
if the pinned uh uh, no cure for MS, white guy blinking. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, yes. We have not explored that we have at any, all. We that's its own stuff. episode. Uh, get, wow, yeah, that's it's actually a, surprising. It's a, well, yeah, I, I, we wanted to respect you as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, apparently you have some show or some shit, but also you're blinking white guy, right? <laughs> Y'all have seen the gif. This might be the cold open. I'm calling it out. <laughs> we found it. We found the blinking man. We found a goddamn meme in real life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find you on Twitter. You can find you yes. on the gram. You gramming? Uh, cloth map. Yeah, I Instagram. Like cloth map gram would be pretty exciting. Yeah. Oh, that would be. Trying, trying to, yeah, trying to do more with it. Trying to mix that up. Yeah. Any puppies on there? I put the the like I trimmed down. I the puppy video was like my foray into okay, how how do I package this into social format? Yes. It I was thought. a real pain, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Boy. Ooh, these boys are eating up. <laughs> the Chernobyl puppies are the cutest. <laughs> the Chernobyl puppies are the number one thing. Um, also, you know, I guess you could watch the other videos. Um, <laughs> not really for me, but uh, <laughs> personally, I like to. I don't like to travel. I've never been outside the US. I try and keep it nice and simple. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, at least as far as I can remember, I hit my head pretty hard a few months ago. Um, young Jarvis. Yeah. How the hell do I get another sip of Jarvis? Uh, okay, you can follow me on Twitter at Jarvis. Yes, that's right. I have my first name on Twitter. You did it. Nice. I, I, I made a deal with the devil. Uh, Fortunately, then, Drew's real name is Cloth Map. <laughs> <laughs> so he also nailed it. I and feel the, like I... I, I heard about Twitter right when it came out. Yeah. Like when it debuted at South by Southwest. And because I had friends, you know, in the design right, community right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, in college, and I, I, I may have been able to get Drew. I don't know, but like yeah, I yeah. waited until I was like, I don't need Twitter, whatever. This isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then everyone in Giant Bomb had. I was like, mm, all right, fine. <laughs> Penicillin? No way. <laughs> That's not gonna work out. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's like I just had no concept of that. Like I was like. I was in the Gmail beta and I was like, mm, you know what I need? Magic Jarvis. <laughs> like, how about a very specific thing that no one would even take in 2017? Yeah. Um, Great brand investment, Jarvis. though. What, you got Twitter 10 years ago? It's finally paying off. <laughs> yeah, finally. Uh, so, you, uh, and then you could also find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jarvis Johnson. Jordan Cope, <laughs> where can we find you? Oh, you scared me. Yeah. Um, if you want another, if you want to take a deep sip of Jordan Cope, <laughs> hate that phrasing. <laughs> you can find me either at uh, twitter.com slash Jordan A-D-I-K-A Adika Jordan Adika or you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash Jordan Adika where I play a game every four to six months. I love that you continue to plug <laughs> Wait, that considering I, the fact- But you play Smash every night. I know. I've got to get back into it. I'm, I'm saying this to to hold myself accountable to start streaming in because it's really fun. Yeah. It's just something I forget to do. Yeah. Um, you can also check out Sad Boys which is like this fun podcast I yeah. do with Sad Boys Pod. What is my it? more likable friend Jarvis. Twitter.com slash Swag, swag, swag boys, swag boys god, swag boys god. <laughs> twitter.com slash sad voice pod i still it um uh and you know what we haven't done well we haven't we we given done. them homework oh the homework let's for today listeners a little bit of homework is to talk about a time where you took a leap of faith yes uh, you can you can uh not all leaps have to be a faith but i there has to be faith involved yeah. <laughs> you, you there's no such thing as a leap of complete knowledge <laughs> <laughs> leap of comfort yeah that's not a leap yeah it's <laughs> yeah. turning over um so uh if, if you've had one of those in life and career um or you know anything in between tweet us at sad boys pod or dm us if you don't want it to be public we just want to talk to you yes we want to hear your stories and we promise not to share them but I will be writing them in my tell-all autobiography coming out later this year. Uh, Drew, any final words for the crew? Uh, Where am I? My mom's listening to this. 
the rosé was really good. Yes. Yes, it was actually pretty good. It was really I gotta, good. I got to give it up to Jarvis. For $7.99, that was a hell of yeah. an investment. I, I risked my life. <laughs> Who knew that <laughs> twist-off champagne could taste so good? <laughs> I think that the best part about twist-off champagne is how hard you have to twist it and how <laughs> primal you look while you're like twisting it's, it. I like the idea that twist-off was supposed to be an easier solution, and it is by far harder and scarier. Oh, absolutely. This has been The Sad Boys. This has been The Sad Boys. We like to close out every episode the same way. If you'd like to do our weird little ritual, you're more than welcome. We say we love you. And we're sorry. You, okay, do you want a couple seconds to maybe prepare yourself? I'm good. All right. Okay, you look stoic. You look ready. We, we love, love you. you. We're sorry. Oh! <laughs>